Tonight on Planet Fantasy, we present the Effies for Spider-Man No Way Home with your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts for this amazing Effies for No Way Home, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Flip, flip, flip. I'm ready to talk about Spidey. How's it going? Good, good. Those just came out of your your your, your wrist, right? <laughs> Those came out of you? <laughs> <laughs> just my just my wrists. Oh, uh, this movie was amazing, and I'm so excited to talk about it. So, yeah. so ready. That's all I've been able to think about. Kyle, you saw it again to- today? Or- uh, I saw or it late, late last night after work. I was really tired, but I was like, I kind of, I just, I've been thinking about it all day at work anyway, so I'm going to go watch it again. And there's a theater, like, right across the street from my, my work, so. That's awesome. Well, before we get to the crux of everything, first, Winner's Corner. Yes, Kyle, we have the results for the previous episode, episode 82, and that's the episodes of TV 2021. It was mm-hmm. us and Ryan. What are those results, Kyle? All right. So in third place, with a strong and mighty two votes, we have Damon. <laughs> I He said this before recording, and I, I agree with that. I maintain it. It's only because people haven't seen his picks. Because I've already started Castlevania, and I'm really digging it so far. Uh, but two votes. Congratulations, sir. Um, in second place, with 16 votes, more than I expected, uh, we have myself. I'm hoping it's for the Invincible. I feel like that's the one. That and WandaVision are probably the ones oh, yeah. that got the votes. Um, and then, of course, in first place, he killed it with 22 votes, uh, Ryan. So congrats to Ryan. I don't know if this is our... Since we started doing Winner's Corner, I don't know how many wins he has so far, but a big congratulations to Mr. Ryan. Counted, but I haven't finished everything. I'm going mm-hmm. back and retroactively counting them all up. So I think Ryan has a couple of wins at least. Okay. Awesome. But speaking of someone who has a couple of wins <laughs> at least, it's our friend of the pod, our third host. Don't tell anyone else we say that. Grand Admiral. Thad, Thad, how's it going? Hello, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> that that was your your Thad your Thrawn uh, impersonation. I like it. Thrawn slash Doc Ock on a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, it. I dig that fusion. Oh, <laughs> Thad, how are you doing? Um, have you only seen No Way Home once? Just once. But my goodness, <laughs> I, I'm not sure my my heart can take more than once right now. <laughs> right. Yep. I don't know how Kyle's still alive. I, yeah, I put myself through it. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad we are. We are all here. Let's let's get to it. Everyone, this is the Effies for Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's start with our opening remarks. Um, Kyle, 
tell us like just you know in general what spider-man is to you and then just what you thought of this movie yeah so i would say as long as i've been a fan of comic books i have been a fan of spider-man like he was my entryway into marvel into the comic book world it was like him and batman and then some like fantastic four stuff that i got from a friend but really it was spidey like he was my gateway into this into the the world of marvel so i've been a fan for like my entire life basically um I think it's pretty well documented on this podcast how I feel about this current iteration of Spider-Man. And I going into this movie, obviously, with all kinds of speculation and also, I mean, this should go without saying, but we're going to get yelled at regardless. Spoilers for No Way Home. Like, do not listen to this episode if you don't want to be spoiled. And I can guarantee there are things in this movie that you do not want ruined for you. You want to see it for the first time in the movie. Um, but yeah, tons of speculation going in. I was really nervous going into this movie. I really wanted to like it. I did not. I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, this is probably the first time I saw it, it was, it ranked as like maybe top three Spider-Man movies. It's probably in there still, but it circulates like one to three. And we all know that I am a, an absolute Raimi slut. I mean, I, <laughs> I love the Sam Raimi movies. The first one is like my favorite superhero movie of all time. This movie just understands what Spider-Man means as a character. It is a love letter to all, everything that makes him special down to like the whole the whole plan to stop the bad guys is to help them. Like it's not we're going to take them down. That changes a little while later after a very tragic thing happens. But for a while, it's like Tom is just like, no, we have to help them. We have to cure them. And I love that that comes from Aunt May. Aunt May functions as what I have largely said is missing from these movies as the Uncle Ben role. Uh, I've heard a lot of complaints about her being killed in this movie because it is disappointing that one of the two, only two uh, female leads in the Spider-Man movies is now dead. I understand that that's very disappointing, but I think that that is a large part of Spider-Man's character is is losing people, those people close to him and being responsible for that. Um, and I think she played the Uncle Ben role so well. Uh, soon as the glider showed up, I was like, God damn it, she's toast. Like, <laughs> and then, of course, she gives the responsibility line, and I was like, well, I'm already crying. I'm, ar- I'm already crying. Um, I probably haven't cried this much during a, an MCU, MCU movie since Guardians 2. And even then, Guardians 2 was like a lot, but it was at the very end of the movie. There were probably like three or four different points in this movie that I was crying. Um, and it wasn't just like tearing up. Like it was probably the entire scene where he meets Toby and Andrew. I was in tears because I never thought that I would see that in my life. Like I just never thought that was possible. We got it in animated form, but I just like that's a dream come true right there. Um and I, I, I do want to say, too, like I even though I've been very critical of the last two Spider-Man movies, I've always really liked Tom Holland. I just think he hasn't been given a lot to work with. And this is what it looks like when like Tom Holland is given incredible writing as Spider-Man because he's so fucking good in this movie, especially for his age. He's like 26, 27 and just like feels like a, a seasoned, like well-lived actor in this movie. Um, I'm blown away. I could go on and on we will we will for this entire episode but uh thad give us some of your thoughts on this movie i i can't really say anything different uh, <laughs> i kind of love this movie too um i really came in to the movie just kind of 
holding back my expectations because of all the rumors. It's like, oh, uh, Toby's going to be in it. Andrew's going to be in it. Uh, my mother's uncle's going to be in it. Everyone's going to be in it. It's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want to go into this expecting it. And then, you know, maybe maybe they don't show up. Maybe it is just a, a Toby and Andrew villain fest and they don't show up. And then it's like, oh, well, I really liked it, but uh, Toby and Andrew didn't show up. But, so I really wanted to come into this as clean as possible. And I mean, when you see see them show up, it's, it's like, yes. I mean, there's a they start off within like the first, I think, 20 minutes with I can imagine a cameo that Kyle just lost his shit during. <laughs> yep. I could just I could just picture Kyle just in the movie theater like full Leo meme just like pointing at the screen just like ah <laughs> like <Yeah>. that's correct <laughs> but it you had all the expectations even though I tried not to and they just lived up to it they just lived up to it I mean what what else can you say about it I haven't felt this way about a movie since Winter Soldier Wow. Where it's like you went into it and you had these expectations. It's like, okay, this is because just from the trailers of Winter Soldier, it's like, oh, this is a spy movie. I, I am in. I'm in. Right. And then going in just from the trailers alone, it's like, okay, I'm expecting big things. I'm going to keep myself calm. And it's like, nope, they lived up to everything and they passed it. It's like, I don't know how much bigger praise I can give than that. Right. It, it surpassed the hype is, is was my tweet after the movie because it was such a big build. Like, you know, when you first heard about it, it's like, OK, it's coming. Oh, the multiverse is, is starting to be a thing. And then you start hearing the rumblings about Toby and Andrew. And we already hear we already, you know, are confirmed about Dr. Ock coming back. And then the trailers drop and it's just it's an avalanche of just just building hype that just isn't stopping and you know like even when it was first announced every like everyone was just kind of like oh it's a it's a third one it's not gonna do well Mm -hmm. it's like everyone's like just waiting for the bad spider-man movie to come because you know and to the pop you know general populace it's always happened spider-man 3 which is an underrated movie amazing spider-man 2 which is this amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, oh, this is supposed to have a lot of villains. This is this has got to be where they crumble, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, if it does, it does. But this is Marvel. And Marvel has shown that they can do this. And then they just like, hey, we're just we're not even going to do this. We're going to crush it mm-hmm. because like this movie hit every single level that you wanted it to hit as a Spider-Man fan. And when I say it's my second favorite Spider-Man movie, we'll get to this more. But I mean, it, Into the Spider-Verse is its own level until the sequels come out. But this, as far as a live action movie goes, you could not have asked for a better movie to do this. The fact that it had the three Spider-Man from different universes join up and it worked so well. Like everyone was cheering in our crowd and our uh, theater when they came on each time. It was just so great. And it was emotional. You know, the, the fact that this movie honestly hit the emotional beats even better than the action scenes, which were really, really good. Every oh, yeah. single one of them. Yeah. 
was just what drove this movie. It was the emotional beat between May and Peter, between Peter and Zendaya and as MJ and, and Ned, like that trio honestly made the movie even more important to me. Like I really liked, I was, I listened to the Ringiverse and they have some crazy takes on there. But one that I really loved by Charles Holmes was just the idea that this was a very much an allegory of like that feeling of being scared of going off to college and being forgotten and not knowing what's going to happen. And maybe you're never going to see your friends again. Like it really hit home on that, like really, really well. So we're going to like, there's so much you can talk about with this movie, but instead of talking about it, we're going to give out some amazing awards and dive deep into some really specific scenes, moments, and characters. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. And now the nominees for the J. Jonah Jameson Award. All right, kicking it off with the J. Jonah Jameson Award. This is our version of the Wallflower Award. Basically, that character, you know, Damon mentioned, there's a whole lot of characters in this, but uh, that character we thought was maybe... We didn't see enough of. We wanted to see them do more with. So let's kick it off. Thad, who is your nominee for the J. Jonah Jameson Award? Uh, my nominee, I think... Now, I know that there's a reason, because obviously it's a Spider-Man movie, and you don't want to have this other Marvel character playing too much of a... of a... you know, a place in the movie. You know, but... What a big L for Doctor Strange. <laughs> what a huge, like, capital L for Doctor Strange. Like, took an L on land, took an L in, like, the mirror. In, like, just big L's for, for Stephen Strange everywhere. Yeah. I love that. I love that. He did good, too. He did, he did a very good performance while taking those L's, also. He was very... Yeah. Uh, he was not a sore loser, I will say that. He was something of a of a Tom Brady versus the Saints, wasn't he, Thad? <laughs> that is frozen. <laughs> He's dead. Moving on. Kyle, what's your nom? Uh I am gonna stick to the name of the award and go with J. Jonah Jameson. Um Obviously, I am thrilled that our boy J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah. Talk about, like, perfect comic book uh, performances. Um, but I think he... I really liked what the movie did with him, especially as a modernized take on the character. He is, like, uh, he's basically, at this point, Alex Jones. <laughs> like, this conspiracy theorist who's selling supplements. And I, I love that. I think that's cool. But... I was kind of hoping we'd get more of him, like, because especially because it felt like they were going that direction for a while. Because he shows up uh, at, uh, where is it? at Happy's apartment when they, which we will talk about later, because it's a phenomenal scene. But when the turn happens and the big fight happens, and you think that he's gonna like do something, and then I understand the role he plays is that he basically has the smear campaign on Peter. So I, I'm fine with that. And also, I'm excited to see more of him because I'm sure we will in, in the future with more Spider-Man movies. But for this movie, I just felt like he was... I was worried. He, he was what I was worried what Toby and Andrew would be, would be like fan service. Like, just showing up to be like, hey, that's that guy from that movie. 
and then not really utilized. I was worried about that with Toby and Andrew. That was definitely not the case with the two of them. But it was felt kind of like the case with JK. Like he he was just there to be like, that's that guy. And it was great to see him because I love the character. But I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like they could have done a little more with him. All right. Will J. Jonah win his own award? We will see. <laughs> my nom is going to be my boy Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds. Ned was killing it. And every scene he was in, I feel like, like he, he, he you know, he, even from Homecoming on, he was pretty much comfy in that role as this, as unfortunately, this character that was kind of stolen uh, from from Genki and the Miles Morales story. But they really did kind of make Ned their own a little bit. He, you know, he was just this very sincere and just super, just genuine guy. I was always there for Pete, and in this one, we see him just just really on it and he's just him and MJ or and uh, Peter have this just really great chemistry all together and he's just seeing these awesome third wheeler lines like he's the ultimate third wheel and uh I relate to that very much like the whole he's like grabbing when their hands are clasped he's just he grabs their hand it's like yeah it's like group handshake he's like oh yeah we should all live together uh when we go to college and just all that and then the whole talking with the peters you're like oh peter that, that's that's oh uh peter parker oh yeah that we're all peter parker that's that's us <laughs> um he every line in his his facial expressions i thought were just really great and even then i felt like we could have even gotten more from him that i i just think ned is such a great character that i was almost hoping we would maybe get an evolution of him going bad or, you know, having powers. Of course they did go that route. They, they gave him some magic. <laughs> um, is he going to become a, a wizard? We, I don't know. Um, is he even going to be in any more of the movies? I don't, I don't know. We'll talk more about that later, but I just thought he like, give me more Ned. Like, I really love that character. They do side characters and, and like friends of the main characters, so well especially in these most recent movies I, I i just i wanted more ned you know so that's my nom um so we have dr strange jay jonah and ned thad what's your vote i think you know i think i'm gonna vote for ned but i do think there's a reason why i think i think we're leading up to a big a big movie here with Ned as maybe the the co-star. So I even though I think he's got bigger things ahead of him in the in the Holland verse, I'm gonna give Ned my vote here. Huh. Interesting. I I need more on that, but we'll we'll go into that later. Um Kyle, what what's gonna be your vote? Um Yeah, these are all great. I I'm glad none of us picked. I was honestly going to pick either. Initially, I was going to pick um, Connors or Sandman because they just felt like the two villains that were just kind of there. But that's kind of all we needed. Like they were just there to fight. And I'm cool with that. Um, so I'm pro- I-, I think I'm going to vote for Ned as well. I I actually enjoyed the choice of especially after he was so f- heavily featured in the trailer of just putting strange and time out <laughs> and letting him sit there for a while. <laughs> I thought that was great. I also think that 
it's weird to see so many people. I have never really picked up this vibe, but so many people have been like, yeah, he's acting so off. And like, why would he do this spell for Peter and all of that? And honestly, this is a post end game strange. This is a guy who just went through this really traumatic event. Like he's still, you know, also, he's not the <laughs> sorcerer Supreme anymore. Love that choice. That's hilarious. A little bitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I fully believe that that was him and that wasn't like, you know, Mephisto or, or another Dr. Strange. And of course, we will talk about what the future holds for him uh, later. But um, I I liked that he kind of sat it out for a while because I feel like with so much going on, if he was also fighting Peter along with Doc Ock and along with Green Goblin and Electro and all them, it might have felt like a bit overstuffed. And we also get like probably the best action sequence in the movie with him fighting Peter in the mirror universe, just fucking amazing stuff. Um, and he, I, I, when he comes back, it's also done really well. Cause he comes back, not he's really angry, but he doesn't fight Peter. He actually sees that Peter's doing good. And he's like, okay, I'm going to help. And I love, I love the line where he's like going to do the spell to erase everyone's memory. And he's like, Peter, everyone who loves and cares about you we will forget you. And he says the word we, and like that is character growth right there in one movie. That's all you need. Like they have fought alongside each other versus Thanos. And like these, these characters really do care about each other and respect each other. And so I think that he was utilized well in this movie, all that being said. Um, and I do, I also thought Ned was used well, but I, I agree. I just love Ned. I think he's just such a lovable guy and you know, the man in the chair, like he's just this great supporting character who I, I'm now a little worried because of the ending of this movie. We might that this might be it. This might be the last time we see Ned. I don't think so. Just because of the bank, like he and Zendaya are such bankable stars in the MCU. So I don't know if they'll give up that money, but uh, if this was it, then it'll be a little, it, it'll he'll feel a felt a little underutilized. So I'm going to vote for that one as well. All right. It's a sweep. I, I vote for Ned. Um, I, I feel like strange was in it just enough. Um, a lot of people were really worried that he was going to be like, like almost the uh, second star of the movie. It's like, oh, this is it's going to be another Spider-Man and his and his dad figure uh, movie going going on. And I was like, I don't know, you know, MCU is pretty good about their trailers not giving us everything, which is so many trailers do. Um, so it was nice seeing him get cut off in a very satisfying way. <laughs> Love that scene. Um, and yeah, I mean, really, it, it really set up why he was kind of in that. He wasn't even acting strange. To say. <laughs> but he, he, you know, he's different. He, he's gone through a lot, so he's going to be different. Um, and so he was just like, you know, what? I'll do this for you. It's worked before. We've done it. <laughs> We've done it for parties. I, I love that line. <laughs> do you remember that party? No, exactly. <laughs> um, Wong's very, very small time on screen was great. And I want to see what he, else he's going to be doing as the Sorcerer Supreme and how long he's going to be that. Or, you know, if Strange takes it back in, in a MOM. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And Jay Jonah... I think we got plenty of him just as far as like he delivered some great lines and zingers about Spider-Man. The fact that he was there at that fight, you know, breaking the story was really great. Um, and just the whole idea that Daily Bugle is now like just his own little streaming, the little YouTube series that he's just, yeah, he's just selling uh, <laughs> the the crowd just dying, him selling his freaking pills. Oh, his, his ED pills and shit. Oh, that was great. <laughs> JK just needs to be J. Jonah forever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 
like I said, I think Ned was great in everything he was doing. I just wanted more. I'm almost using Wallflower now as like a supporting character, not at almost because, yeah, you know, because I, I just want to. There's so many people who are doing a great job, and especially in this movie, that I, you know, I don't want to give a shout out to the people who are getting, you know, maybe overlooked. Just the people that are that really did an amazing job with what they had. And so I think Ned, you know, deserves that. And hopefully, hopefully we get to see more of them in the MCU. So that's our W. And the FE goes to Jacob Batalon as Ned leads. And now the nominees for the Excelsior award. Excelsior. Yes. The Excelsior award or the Easter Egg Award, as we've always uh, called it before, is always fun, especially for the MCU. Um, they're loaded with Easter eggs. It's their thing. And this one is maybe the most layered Easter egg. Very meta. Ever? ever? Like, it's me. It's me. Like, we saw memes come to life and be reinvented. And... It was meta on so many levels. And then you have the the references to the MCU itself, to the other Spider-Man movies from Sony. Just Spider-Man lore in general was great. I, there, we can go a lot of ways. So, let, let's see. Kyle, what is your nom? All right, so I'm going to go with one that's really off the wall. And it only took my second viewing to really sink in like, oh shit, that has to be deliberate. They have to be referencing that. So uh, back in, God, I want to say, it had to have been like 98, 99, right before the Raimi Spider-Man movie stick off. uh, James Cameron was slated to make a Spider-Man movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. It had to be 99 because it was right after Titanic. He was, had that relationship with Leo. Um, And, since then, there have been obviously it was canceled, but there have been some some leaks of what the script looked like, and it is fucking bonkers. One of which was a detail of Spider-Man basically being able to hypnotize people, uh, and there's a full scene where he hypnotizes Mary Jane. It's really problematic; doesn't hold up whatsoever. I'm really glad the movie wasn't made. I love the callback to that, which I think was deliberate. I can't I, I can't think it's a coincidence of, of MJ reading about people theorizing what Spider-Man can do and like the, yes, my spider lord. Like, I thought it was a really cute moment between Zendaya and Tom that like their chemistry was great. And I just like, I was sitting there cackling because I was like, wow, I bet no one has even thought about that since that was canceled way back when. Um, and it's just such a James Cameron thing because he's a fucking weirdo. Like, I like his movies, but he's just a evil genius. Uh, yeah, and I just thought the, the throwback to, like, this really goofy... Like, imagine Spider-Man using hypnosis. It's just so fucking weird and out there and out of character. So that was... I love that callback. That's that's my nom. That is definitely an Easter egg. I did not know that. That is very disturbing. I love that scene. Yes, Spider-Lord. <laughs> Um, Thad, what's your nom? Uh, my nom is something that actually had me doing the uh, the Leo meme when we see Flash Thompson and he interrupts our trio, he's he's promoting his book, (laughs) (laughs) and the title of the book 
is Flashpoint. <laughs> and for for anyone who doesn't know, there's a very famous DC Comics uh, storyline called Flashpoint, where the Flash does something to change <laughs> to change history, and it kind of screws stuff up. And now he's got to spend the entire storyline trying to fix it. And guess what, Peter? <laughs> You're in Flashpoint. You created a Flashpoint event. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That was great. I I love that. I love it's seeing such that a, book. It's such a fuck you to DC too, because that's the basis for the Flash movie coming out next year. And they're like, fuck you. We did it first. <laughs> we did yep. it mo- most likely better. <laughs> oh. Hopefully it's it's good. I yeah, I'm, That's I'm cautiously I optimistic. Yeah. Okay. Well, my Easter egg is uh, decidingly more uh, sad and emotional, and and just just you know it was it was one of the most like heart clenching moments of the of the movie, which was Andrew's Peter saves MJ oh, because yeah. I mean. Like he even talks about it before earlier in the movie about he was not able to save his MJ. And so when he sees Peter, Peter one uh, get snatched up by Green Goblin, he's like, nope, he's like on it without even a hes- like a moment of hesitation. Mm-hmm. And he like when he looks at it, he's like, you're OK. Like his face is just like, <laughs> I-, I can't talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> yes. That scene, I love it. Yeah. Um, so Kyle, your nom was that was Spider Man going to hypnotize people, and we had Flash Thompson's Flashpoint, and then Andrew's uh, Peter saving MJ. What's your vote? I am so glad you mentioned that. That's probably my vote for another award later. That's why I didn't pick it. But uh, yeah, just a great callback to like his defining moment of failure. Um, Andrew, Andrew just fucking killed this movie. I mean, he was incredible. Uh, I'm going to probably I'm going to vote for Flashpoint because I think it's a real it's just a great snarky MCU thing to be like, hey, DC, like we're doing it better. Like, you know, and I'm not one to like pit the two against each other because I, I famously love DC comics, but I just think the movie universe still don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, and I think I love that. I think it's very meta and it also is like meta in a way that's not overt like eternals them just calling icarus superman is not subtle and then like calling (laughs) whoever batman with his butler alfred is not subtle at all uh but this is a great really kind of in universe because it works like like thad said on two levels it's a great it's with his name but it's also like spider-man is experiencing his own flashpoint event in this movie so it's like just such a great layered meta joke and nod uh to dc so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick that one all right flashpoint with the vote that uh does it get another it does uh i actually like kyle i i would consider andrew saving uh mj uh, for another category although i do wonder uh i, I was reading a few things where you kind of wonder if Andrew Garfield is playing Andrew Garfield trying to like I couldn't save my relationship with Emma Stone. <laughs> like, wow, is this really what we're going with? It's like 
<laughs> read that? Like that was an article? Yes, people oh actually think God, that he was using that? this as like like closure for his personal relationship. So people are That's rough. Man. That's <laughs> I don't like that. Well, but um uh, I do have Andrew saving MJ for another thing. That's fair. I, I figured it would get talked about again. I, I just, I figured, you know, I didn't know if it was going to win. So I just, you know, maybe throw it in here. But Flashpoint taking the win is very deserved. It was hilarious. Flash's whole character, like, finding out that Peter was Spider-Man was just like, what? <laughs> and then he starts being like, he's his actually, you know, I'm his best friend. And get right, like... He wrote a book and how like that was like a week. Yeah, that was like a week. Like less than a week. He wrote a he had a, <laughs> did he have it ready or something? <laughs> like I'm very interested in that turnaround and like who published that and like right. who edited that? Because none of it was real. None of it was like did you did you fact check one thing in that book? Um yeah, I, I'm gonna I'll vote for Flashpoint. I, it deserves the sweep. Um, I, I hope we get to see Flash again and, and some more stuff because he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to hate Peter Parker because they didn't have that uh this rivalry growing up. So maybe they meet again in college and who knows, maybe they're friends. That's that's one thing I liked about all three of these movies is the way they did Flash because he wasn't just a stereotypical bully. He was kind of a bully in home, Homecoming, but in a very like in a very smart kid school way. Like, he's not just like, he's not Joe Manganiello. Like, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. He's just like, I'm smarter than you. Like, that's like, I love that. He was just this jerk who like thought he was smarter, but he did love Spider-Man. And the way they handled it was really, and Tony is just so charming anyway. And it's totally bled through. He was great. I, I love it. I want to, I want to shout out real quick though. Sorry. I'm glad flashpoint one, but at one kind of sneaky one, I love goblins look in this movie. Cause that's a great throwback to his, his comic oh. look the way the, the sweater gets well, torn that, up and stuff. So good. So good. We'll talk. We'll talk more about goblin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the Effie goes to flashpoint. The true story of flash Thompson being Spider-Man's best friend. And now the nominees for the Great Responsibility Award. The Great Responsibility Award. This is our version of the best quote for this movie, for No Way Home. A lot of great lines in this movie. So, Damon, what is your nominee for the Great Responsibility Award? Well, with great power, <laughs> there must also come great responsibility. May Parker, yeah. not Uncle Ben. Love this. Just loved everything about it. We'll we'll talk about it more after all the noms. Um, Dad, what's your nom? I don't want to steal this from Kyle, but it really was a great, great quote. Yep. <laughs> I'm a great lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. I'd like to, like, on air apologize to friend of the pod, Waheed, for how hard I grabbed his arm when Matt Murdock showed up. <laughs> a Leo was, meme. A yeah, Leo meme. Was, it was a Leo meme for sure. That was a great line. Um, well, those were my two, my first two noms. So thanks, guys. Uh, I'm going to go with one. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a powerful line. It's not emotional. I just think it's really fucking funny, and I've used it a lot since. It's uh, Peter 3, Andrew, talking to Peter 2 
Uh, he says, are you going to go into battle dressed like a cool youth pastor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the quips are just on another level in this movie. And honestly, I w- I've been telling everyone this. I would just watch a movie with Andrew and Toby because they were fucking electric together. Their chemistry was off the charts. And yeah, him just telling them, like, I-, I love it. It was a great delivery. Those are three good ones. I'll throw some uh, honorable mentions out. And I promise you. I won't turn into a super villain, villain and try to kill you from our boy Ned. Thank you, sir. Call me Steven. Thank you, Steven. Yeah, still feels weird. Mm. That one was pretty... The, the second time was very, very emotional. That was great. Yeah, I love that. But we have, we have three really great quotes. My vote is, is going to be mine. Um, I mean, we named this award after the the quote that's in every series that they even talk about, you know, like when he says that, uh, that, you know, may says is, Oh, you, Oh, wow. Uncle Ben said that to me. Oh yeah. Uncle, my uncle Ben said that to me. It's, it's a line that's been quoted over and over again. It is the Spider-Man line and we hadn't gotten it yet in this series. You know, um, we still don't know what happened to uncle Ben, you know? Um, Yeah. we don't really know what made Spider-Man become Spider-Man. Which is, if anything, maybe the one nitpick I have with this this happening now. But it doesn't ruin it at all. (laughs) It was (laughs) done. It was executed flawlessly. I mean, May, they really gave May a lot to do in this movie. They've always, you know, they've always had her really supporting Peter, like when she found out and everything was always there. And then she was like, yeah, you got to help these people like these criminals, these these people from other universe, like you got to help them. Like she just had no hesitation in it it's you know um and i i feel like peter's always you know gotten a lot of his morals from ben and may both you know um ben's always gotten the shine but aunt may's always been there always and so to see her to be able to deliver this line in this movie was so impactful and like she just got gutted by that by that stupid freaking um coaster uh that freaking glider i uh, i hate green goblin's glider it's always getting in the way and killing people um i thought she i straight up thought she died right away and i was like well yeah. fuck and then yep. she she got up i was like oh okay and then she delivered the line and i was like oh she's yeah <laughs> she's dead bye bye man <laughs> but just it was so good like it it you know one would say of course they had to do the line it's so overplayed it's like but yeah, they do. They had to. And it, mm. I'm so happy they did. So that's my vote. Um, Thad, what's yours? Ugh, as much as I hate it, I guess I'll have to let's give the let's give the award to the to the line. Let's let's go with, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh like you said, it's uh it's they did give Marissa Tomei a lot in this movie. And it does kindly does kind of seem like they remembered like oh yeah she's won an oscar hasn't she should we be doing more with her <laughs> yeah you know i feel like we should we we should kind of take advantage of this right yeah yeah let's take advantage of this <laughs> but you know it really was like the uh that's the gut punch in the movie and like you said the moment she says it you know cuz she gets up like you said but the moment she she says the line, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. 
and then it happens. Yep. If yeah. there's ever been a line that just like signs your death warrant, that that's the one. <laughs> it's yeah. that line and wearing a red shirt. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what's your vote? No, it's it's clearly a clean sweep. I love I love the added touch of there must also come, you know, that being more comic accurate. Um, and yeah, I, I I would counter the nitpick of not having an Uncle Ben because I, I agree. I, that was my biggest problem with the first two movies. But I feel like now that that's been satisfied, like it almost feels like these first three movies have been one big origin story for Peter. And now he is like the classic Spider-Man who lost his parental figure, who doesn't no one knows who he is who's in college who's in a shitty apartment paying rent like he's now classic spider-man and so it just took a while to get there and you know i'm i'm like that i'm gutted i'm bummed that we don't have may anymore because she was great um i i love marissa tomei i loved the the dynamic between her and happy i thought that was fucking hilarious um and I actually I was really happy to see happy to see happy again in this movie. I've liked him a lot in these last two Spider-Man movies. And I'm glad he was he was in it just enough. Like he wasn't like a wallflower. I think he was utilized very well. Um, but yeah, it's it's a clean sweep because that's the line. I was worried for a long time that that really dumb variation on it in Civil War when he's like, when you can do what I can do and you can't people get hurt. It's just so complicated. Like, no, just say the fucking line. Like, come on. I was worried we would never get it. And so I'm really happy they really went for it with this. And Marissa Tomei just delivered it so well. All right. And the Effie goes to... With great power, there must also come great responsibility. And now the nominees for the most memeable moment award. Most memeable moment. There's like I feel like as as more and more people watch and people are aren't in, trying to spoil the movie, more and more memes are going to pop out of this movie. Right now, there you know it's kind of the well is dry, so it's up to us, you know, as uh, Sorcerer Supremes in training to come up <laughs> with the perfect memes that uh, are going to come from this movie. Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, uh, I always like doing this with like brand new movies so we can kind of predict like what's going to happen. We've been Have pretty we been right at all. Yeah, we've been we've been pretty on point, I think, so far. Um, but I'm going to say the basically Toby and Andrew having no clue what the Avengers are. I think it has great potential for a meme is like, specifically the Avengers. That's great. What is that? I just I feel like they can do so much with that. Um, that delivery was great from Toby and Andrew. And I just I am really excited to see them play around with that. That's a great one. You could use that line delivery for a lot of stuff <laughs> like, oh, the X-Men. That's great. Who are, who's that? <laughs> um, the Fantastic Four. That's great. Who's that? I, you oh, know. The Amazing Spider-Man three. Great. What is that? <laughs> movie we did not get that people are clamoring for right now yeah um i don't think it's going to happen it's fun to think about but maybe maybe we see andrew in another other another you know space as a spider-man i could see it he obviously loves it like he was just having a ball um yeah. so that what's your nom for a most memeable moment i am always searching uh surprise to all of you for something that's kind of like 
the Kermit sipping tea moment. And I think we've got the perfect one with Doctor Strange in basically his pajamas <laughs> with snow all around. And there's literally a moment in the movie where he's got his face turned sideways to the camera and he's just <laughs> sipping his coffee in his <laughs> in his pajamas with just a robe on. <laughs> so I'm going with that. We need a new we need a new uh, tea sipping meme. So I'm picking Doctor Strange. Okay. That's great. I like it. I I like it. You know, that's a great meme structure because Did y'all catch the mug what it said? No. It's so stupid, but it's for fuck's sake, but it's a fox. So it's like for fox's sake. And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> It's strange, okay? He has he's he has that uh probably that very weird humor. Right. It's very dry. I love memes that re- that just are recycled with different uh different people and scenes. Those are those are always fun. My nom, um this one was hard because you know, I've only seen it once and I was just trying to rack my brain for for spots and one that like hit me really hard when I was watching the movie. And I'm sure I don't know if anyone else in the movie theater called it. Tell me if y'all did. I feel like I feel like y'all did because y'all are my boys, okay? But but when Doctor Strange had the box and he said, "If they die, they die." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, "You went Drago, full <laughs> <So> Drago." <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. That, that's my. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god, I didn't expect that. That's that's incredible. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Kyle, what, what's your vote? What, what are you thinking? Man, I... <laughs> this is really tough, because now that you said that, that's like the funniest one. I just don't know how... I don't know how many times that could be used as like a meme. Right. It would be like one. You just have like Doctor Strange with like Drago's head on him, or like opposite. <laughs> it would be funny for a couple of days and go away, but it'd be great. Right, right. But as far as like longevity and like stuff we could see, I agree with that. Actually, I think we Doctor Strange could now be like the new tea sipping, especially now with the future of the multiverse. Like things are gonna get really fucking weird in the next couple of movies. I feel like it, a reaction to all of that can just be Doctor Strange. Holding that tea, looking at the camera, like, yep, I saw all this coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thad, what's your vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote for myself here. I I really, again, surprise, I love the Kermit tea sipping meme. So, of course, I'm going to love Stephen Strange doing it. So, I'm, I'm going with the tea sipping. I am going to ruin the streak of the sweeps. I, I vote for the the Avengers. That's great. Who are they? <laughs> I think that one could be just awesome. You can get a lot from it. Um, but the Strange one's great. So I'm perfectly fine with it taking the W. Well, if the streak dies, it dies. <laughs> and the Effie goes to... Doctor Strange creates the new Kermit sipping tea meme. And now, the nominees for the Flash Thompson Award. The Flash Point, no, the Flash Thompson Award <laughs> or the Class Bully Award. This is basically our Best Villain Award. We had 
almost the Sinister Six. I love the misdirect that we did not get six. Or we, I guess we technically did. He just showed up in a credit scene. Um, but basically, we have five villains in this. Uh, who's your Who's your pick for best villain or best bully? Uh, Damon, who's your Who's your nom? I'm going to take Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, yep. Norman Osborn, who, while maybe not written as accurately depicted, considering he was a complete jackass even before he became Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man, um, <laughs> he really played a very great guy who just really wanted to not have a a super demonic, evil supervillain living inside his head with him. You know, he was just done with it. He really wanted to just, you know, just be done and get away with it. He needed help. And then when he turned the switch with Green Goblin, he was just. He was what Willem Dafoe was supposed to be as Green Goblin. He was what Willem Dafoe like. He was amazing in Spider-Man one. And then we just get to see more, which was one of my complaints in our Spider-Man debate um, was just that we needed more and we got it. We finally got it. And he was just menacing. And that fight where he handed Peter his ass was just like, damn. It's like they showed us just how strong Green Goblin can be and just like menacing and still with that voice. Like it still works. Mm -hmm. Like everything about that Defoe did in this movie, I was like, sign me up. I'm there. So that that's my vote. Kyle, what's yours? Uh yeah, I this is now basically for second place, but I'm going <laughs> to throw out a nom. I'm going to throw out a nom for Jamie Foxx as Electro because I think of all of the things that I, I have many issues with Amazing Spider-Man 2, but pr probably the biggest one is the way that they handled his character. Um, I really hated the way he was written. He felt like a knockoff of the Riddler and Batman Forever. He's like obsessed with the superhero and is like mad that he didn't go to his birthday party or something. It was dumb. And then he just turns into this dubstep villain in the third act. Uh, he's given so much personality. It's basically Jamie Foxx playing Jamie Foxx as a villain. Like he's given so much charisma and personality. It makes no sense that leaping to another universe fixes his bad teeth and hair, but Hey, Jamie Foxx is hot. So I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, like I, I, I just love that he was able to, cause I feel like he himself was pretty vocal about being disappointed in his role in Amazing Spider-Man too. So it was good to see him get another chance at playing this really great villain who, while Goblin had to do the heavy lifting of like playing both sides of the coin, Electro had free reigns to just go full over the top. I'm just a villain because I want power. Like I want more energy and that's it. There's no other layer to this. And I was so into that. I thought he was great. He was, he was a lot of fun. I agree. I agree. Dad, what's your nom? Uh, I am going to go with the Alex Jones Jameson. <laughs> uh i like it just because he he sucks not jk jk is great but the character just he sucks <laughs> <laughs> you get so frustrated with characters like that especially because you know you're watching a movie and you're like that is that's not true. What do you? It's like, oh, you know what? Let it go. Let it go. He, he's doing his job. <laughs> but you get really frustrated at it. And those are the kind of villains where it's like, I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. You know, you're right. You touch on something very important. Like, like I'm fine. Like, you know, oh, like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to go and attack the people who they they love and they care for and stuff like that. That's villain shit. But like nothing really grinds my gears like someone who's telling like fibs on people or like telling like manipulating somebody and the whole time you know what's going on and you can't do anything about it and you're like no don't like like come on like it's just something that you just have literally no control of and it's just like you're seeing this person like pulling the wool over their eyes and you you just hate it and jay jonah is just doing that to everybody in the world right now to spider-man yeah (laughs) he's just like running with this story facts be damn like whatever it is he's like he's out for blood and he's just he's just going all out and jay jonah just does it he just does it so well i love this version of jay jonah in the 21st century in 2021 uh you know this was a i think the perfect evolution of his character it just makes so much sense i love him as like the podcast guy (laughs) and uh insomniac's video game like it's you know this and that kind of go hand in hand uh I love it. I, I love Jay Jonah. Jay Jonah is honestly maybe the perfect Spider-Man character for the for 2021 and, and onward. Like he was made for, I think, this age. Yeah. So I want to see more of him. As a villain, he's a great foil. But my vote is for Green Goblin. Uh, for for all why I stated before. So, Kyle, your vote. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty clear. Willem Dafoe and I I have maintained. He his Green Goblin has long been my favorite Spider-Man villain already since the very first Spider-Man movie. And God, he's just so good in this movie. And I was it's a testament to how good of an actor Willem Dafoe is that for a while I was like, oh, like I really feel bad for him. And like they're really going to go because honestly, from the trailers, I don't know how y'all felt. But when I saw the trailers, I was pretty convinced like, oh, we're going to get some maybe like cameos from other villains but i feel like it's going to be doc ock as the main villain i was pretty sure about that um and it's like none of us nominated him even though he was great i loved alfred Molina; he was fantastic and i actually really liked the way he showed up again as an ally and fought in the end with the spider-man um but willem dafoe is just so good at playing that switch and as soon as he switches i there's so many little like shots in this movie that I can't get out of my head. One of them is Peter just beating the shit out of him and him laughing. Oh my, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like that is a fucking villain right there. He is the Joker to Spider-Man's Batman in every way. And I think yes, 100%. Yeah. He's just that other side of the coin and he's just honestly, I I know a lot of the the best MCU villains are the ones that we get to see a lot of in different movies and shows and stuff. I don't care. I'm going to say top five MCU villains in one movie because he's just so fucking unhinged. And he does the thing that no other Spider-Man villain did. And he killed Aunt May like that is huge. No one has ever done that in the Spider-Man movies before. So got to give it to him. He's just incredible. Yeah, he like Vulture. Who he 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 ain't thinking about Vulture ever again. Green yeah. Goblin's all, like is number one in his mind as <laughs> like Mysterio. Yeah, because he caused all this, right? And I honestly hope maybe Mysterio's not dead, and we get Mysterio maybe like down the road. I think that would be really cool because yeah. with maybe Peter like being much more mature, how he'd handle it. Love to see him go go you know ham on Mysterio again. <laughs> But uh, I also I just want to shout out Electro was really, really good. I, I think 
they they very much redeemed his character, maybe more than any like anyone else. Um, so, Dad, what's your vote? Yeah, I, I did like Jamie Foxx. I I do like that. Uh, Jamie Foxx is just whooping ass and like some untied Tims. <laughs> just like the most New York villain now of all time. <laughs> like, uh, let's see, uh, Mysterio. I, I don't think he's coming back. Um, although he did cause all of this, maybe he could be <laughs> the greatest villain of this movie too. <laughs> but you know, uh, Taylor Swift murdered him for ten minutes, so I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> Yeah, he he got his he got his justice already this year. Yeah, <laughs> it was all too well. <laughs> but but it's a clean sweep. It, it's Goblin. It's Green Goblin. And the Effie goes to Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn and Green Goblin. And now the nominees for the Best Fight Award. Are you ready to catch these hands? Because it's the Best Fight Award. And this movie was stacked like I'd, I'd like four or five just very high quality action scenes. Um, I really am intrigued to see which three get picked. Dad, what's your nom? Best fight. I'm uh, I'm gonna have to take it. I'm gonna go with um, with Green Goblin and and our boy Tom Holland. I'm going with it. Are you going Again, round just, one or round two? Uh, I'll go round one just because I, the heroes just going back to my Doctor Strange thing about heroes taking big L's. I mean, what a what an L for Peter Parker there. <laughs> <What>? Yes, <laughs> he got rode through some fucking floors like just like level after level just bam 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 he's just like he's just like you know your morality is your weakness peter you're choking on it oh, <laughs> so good just like, love that oh, oh that was a great scene so darth good. vader oh. wishes <laughs> kyle what's your nom uh yeah that was my first so i'm gonna go with one uh that i think visually was just so, full disclosure, this is more the reason that I saw the movie two times. The first time, I was stoned out of my fucking gourd. I <laughs> Good stuff, I, uh, Waheed, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Waheed and I split an edible that was way stronger than I expected, and it kicked in right around the time that Spider-Man and Doctor Strange went to the, the mirror dimension. Which you went to the mirror dimension. I also went to the mirror dimension. <laughs> <laughs> also left my physical form for a couple minutes, um, which is a great callback, too, because like when I saw Doctor Strange in theaters, I was also very high, which I honestly think is a necessity because it's a boring movie. But watching that movie high is a great experience. Um, but this fight is so good. I watched it again last night sober, but it's still amazing. Like It makes you feel like you're out of your fucking body. Uh and also, it's a great little, like, character moment that Peter is... It reminds us that Peter is still a really smart kid when he's just like, oh, this is math. I know math. And then, you know, it completely takes over from Doctor Strange. Um, 
I just think it like visually is really cool. It kicks off with a with a really great reminder that his spidey sense is so powerful that even when he's out of his physical body, it's still like acting for him and moving around. (laughs) What a cool like that's so cool. Doctor Strange is like, how are you doing this? Um, I love that. And then the the coolest moment in the fight is when, uh, I can't remember how it happens, but Peter shoots a web, and then Doctor Strange does two portals to where it sticks to the box. That is incredible stuff. And then he pulls it shut and like the two portals close. It made me want to go home and play Portal on the on the on Steam because you've got the box that looks like those cubes they use and the portals. Uh, but yeah, it was like intellectually a very stimulating fight and then also just really, really cool to look at. So I got to pick that one. Love Great. those companion cubes and shell. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um my nom will be the Statue of Liberty fight. We got some pretty good last fights this year, I think. I was, mm-hmm. I personally was satisfied with them all, uh, you know, to varying degrees, of course. Um, before this one, Shang-Chi was definitely my number one, I thought. They handled the heavy CGI. This, they didn't even have, this was not a heavy CGI fight. This was straight up like a Spider-Man, Spider-Man against a uh, supervillain fight only. It was like, like times three it was so great you had the spider-man not on the same page at all which was really great he's like hey you know actually i've been on a team before uh let's do this um and then when they finally got on page it was so great i love that um it was just great just seeing them all fight together fighting all the different villains them getting their own little spots electro showing up like with the with the sparks on his face you doing the little you know, the little shadow of his mask. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, Strange showing up. Like, I don't know. It was just a really well-done scene. It, like, how long of a last scene was that? It went for a little while. Um, yeah. And it didn't seem long. Um, had some really great visual shots, like the three Spider-Man, bam, on top of uh, Lady Liberty's head. <sighs> so good. So good. Um, And then, like, the cracks in the world in the multiverse started coming and, like, who are those people? Like, yeah, did we see? I, we didn't see Uatu, did we? I couldn't tell. It was going too fast. Well, so for a while, I was like, that could be anyone. A friend of the pod, Katie, kind of reminded me. Technically, those are all just people who know he's Spider-Man, but still from multiple universes. So it still is many possibilities. Because I was gonna say, I could have sworn I saw an Asgardian lifting Mjolnir. Like, I, I'd have to watch it again. Well, well, see, the thing is, once those cracks started happening, I think those people had absolutely nothing to... Well, I guess it could have been anyone who knew, knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man in any universe, I That's guess. what I mean, yeah. That's true. The only thing where that crumbles is the fact that Tom Hardy's Venom doesn't even know a Peter Parker. Yeah, there's, like, not even a Peter, a Spider-Man in his universe, as far as we know. So, so. that literally makes no sense for him. I'm really intrigued to see if they even mention that in his next movie. Or if that was literally just so they could bring something back, which we will talk about more later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my nom. Statue of Liberty fight. I thought it was really fun. I love seeing Lady Liberty with, with the shield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that... That was the only thing I love the sequence. I thought it was a little it was like they were trying for a really powerful moment that kind of fell flat when he's like, I'm at a place where second chances happen and like shows the statue of Liberty. I was like, All right, man, America who? Like this is kinda this weird. This is something this is something like a eighteen year old kid would, would think would That's be true. poignant. It's a very know? 
same as like forgetting to call a dean of admissions before <laughs> asking Doctor Strange to have help. It's like you very... did, you did call to argue your case, right? <laughs> Let's just say that we did do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, those are three really good fights, and I mean, there, there's a couple others we didn't even talk about. The Doc Ock fight on the on mm. the bridge, I thought was super fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What are we going to go with, guys? Thad, what's your vote? I I think I'm going to vote for myself again, just because, I mean, what an ass-kicking he took. <laughs> I mean, you really couldn't think that Doc, someone was going to take a bigger L than Doctor Strange losing on every single... <laughs> every single way you possibly could like land air sea he took an l like a big capital l but peter just got his ass kicked so bad so i think i'm gonna go with with the goblin fight oh okay so the goblin fight okay that was a swerve okay so you're not going for your your own but that was his no. own i think he that means my the own. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, that's right. I I, I confused myself for a moment because you started talking about the Spider-Man in Strange. Okay, my bad. Kyle, what's yours? Uh, I initially thought I was going to vote for the the one that just mentioned, but I think I'm actually going to vote for the Statue of Liberty fight because it is one that when you think about screen time, it takes up a good portion of screen time, but doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome. And it's a very good, like satisfying concluding fight. And we didn't even mention, which could have been its own smaller fight that we could have voted for the ending of it, which is terrifying when you think Peter's about to cross that line and, and kill um, uh, goblin. And of course I love that it's Toby that jumps in and stops him. I, of course, we all know I'm biased because I love Toby, but I think he, it was correct that he was the one to jump in. You could argue Andrew could have because he had mentioned he had started that down that path. But, um, no, the, the fact that it's the old youth pastor mentor one that jumps in and kind of stops him was great. Uh, anyway, but I that whole fight is just great. And then the, the Spiders men uh, teaming up and, like, finally getting in this, like... Uh, getting to work together and like knowing what they're doing is just a thing of beauty. Again, I mentioned like, I never thought I would see that in live action before. That's just, that is a dream come true for a comic book fan, especially when they're swinging around and right before the shot that Damon mentioned, when they like boost each other up with their webs. Oh my God, that shit is so cool. That's like straight out of like the PS4 game right there. Like that is just, ah, it's incredible. So that's, that's my pick for sure. Okay. So, like we said before, Green Goblin versus Peter one round one, just like slamming him through the the floors and like like when he's like thrown out of the window and then like dog like back was it Max throws him back in and then like like Green Goblin just throw, grabs him and just throws him right back in into through the uh, freaking floor and he's just like clowning him the whole time he, he's dogging him he's just telling what he like why he's wrong about all this Strange and Spider Man fight was so visually pleasing it was really fun it was a very creative fight i love fights with spider-man i love fights with dr strange because they have their own unique skill set which are very fun you know as far as watching spider-man can do all his acrobats he's got webbing you know he does a lot of different kind of moves strange has magic and he can do a lot with that you know his portal moves and all that really fun then he enters the mirror world which is just 
really trippy, really fun. Like the whole whole train being like just going around on itself. Um, I love the fact that the scene itself was a callback in the Easter egg to the train scene in Spider-Man 2. Right. Um, and this this went really differently. Um, I just love Peter because every, every, you know, every movie I feel like with him, um, to, you know, every all of the MCU uh, Spider-Man movies, I will say they were not the best Spider-Man movies just because they were definitely more on the MCU track. This was definitely more on the uh, Spider-Man track. And he's just really like, I love the fact that he was like, you know what I know? Math. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I, yeah, this is all just geometry and, and shapes and stuff. Let me do this real quick. Blah, 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 blah. And like the fact that he beat him like that, I love. And anyone who has a problem with, with Peter beating Strange, it's Peter Parker. He's yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, I think he has a chance of honestly getting a W on almost anybody because he has the ability to outthink on like quicker than just about anybody and his like ingenuity and creativity and just will to just, you know, just think really on the fly, I think could put him, you know, uh, he probably wouldn't be like, you know, maybe, maybe strange. He could, I think he could hold his own, you know, he had a, he'd have a chance against just about anybody. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say he beat them all, but he, he'd have a chance. The Statue of Liberty fight, I think is going to get my W is going to get my vote for the W just because I was going to personally vote for the strange and Spider-Man fight, but to not have a three way tie, um, I'll, <laughs> I'll break it. I'll go with the statue of Liberty fight just because it, it really did give us what we wanted. Like what my like five year old self, my eight year old self, my 22 year old self, my 30 year old self. I've, I've been a Spider-Man fan since before I can remember seeing that was just a dream. Okay. Seeing all of these movies, I believe I've seen every Spider-Man movie in theaters other than the first one. Um, I am proud to say. So, like, just being a fan of all of them. I love Toby. I love Andrew. And seeing Tom, my favorite, just them all together was just, like, elation times 100. It was beautiful. They were so fun. And just, like, the fact that it delivered on everything. And then the ending with, with Toby you know, having to stop Tom from, from killing Green Goblin was just beautiful chef's kiss. I yeah. loved it all. So that gets my vote. I also love that they knew that they didn't, ha they already had the dramatic moment. So they knew that they didn't have to have Toby dying too. Like he got stabbed and we thought it was going to be this dramatic moment. And then he's like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sugar, I'll sugar it off. <laughs> that was great. All right. And the Effie goes to... The Statue of Liberty fight. And now the nominees for the Mic Drop Award. All right, the Mic Drop Award. This has been a really fun award that we've started using in the last Effies, last couple Effies. Uh, basically, that moment that is just shocking, the one that everyone's been talking about since the movie. There's a whole lot of them in this movie, so let's kick it off. Damon, what is your, your nominee for the Mic Drop Award? This may feel cheap, but Ame's death. <laughs> oh um, it like it because i you've already nominated for one but just it was shocking i was not expecting that to happen um and you know some will argue that it didn't need to happen i i think as far as a spider-man story i think it is it is integral and built into his story 
if it was Uncle Ben that was dying, would people people wouldn't care as much because you know that is not a problem. Fridging is a problem, so it does need to be acknowledged. But I do think this is a matter of it being less of a fridge. Yes. If that's possible, I don't know. I am a man, so I don't know if I don't know. <laughs> Anyone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I, I just do think this was more of a Spider-Man thing, and it made perfect sense. But I was not seeing, I didn't see it coming until the glider hit her. And so, yeah, that's my that's my mind drop. Kyle, what's your nom? Well, you may not have seen the glider coming, but Matthew fucking Murdoch certainly saw that brick coming. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not picking that in particular because it's like. Duh, he's going to catch a brick. I'm just picking Matt being in the movie. I think that was one that was honestly, if I can remember correctly, because there were so many rumors so early for this movie, I think very early on before there was even mention of a Spider-Verse type story or like Toby and Andrew or the villains. I think Daredevil being in this movie was one of the very first rumors that started uh, almost to the fact that I forgot about it after a while with all the Toby and Andrew speculation. I was obviously super hyped and I was like, oh my God, if he shows up, I'm going to lose my mind. Like Thad said, I'm going to do the Leo thing in the theater, which I did. Um, but I was very curious and, you know, we are talking about No Way Home and spoiling No Way Home. So I apologize if you haven't seen Hawkeye, but man, hats off to Marvel for their release scheduling. Cause like you get Hawkeye with the, shot of kingpin and then you get like two days later spider-man comes out and you get matthew murdoch it's just ah, it's incredible i I, I think that he was used perfectly in that one scene that's all you need and also it's a great acknowledgement that this could either be the netflix daredevil or it could be a new mcu daredevil and both would work because honestly the events of the show on netflix don't really negate or conflict with anything in the mcu because they're so isolated to to hell's kitchen so this could easily be that matt murdoch i did see a theory online which i think would be really cool that he was one of the people who was blipped uh for five years and that's why kingpin is so powerful again because he was just left unchecked for five years in hell's kitchen without Dare daredevil there to stop him um i think that would work really well but either way the fact that we now have confirmation that there is a matt murdoch in this world um you know, now he doesn't know Peter is Spider-Man, but he is still a lawyer. He's still working. Uh, I also like the meta nature of the scene because that's him sitting with the original Foggy Nelson from the 2003 Daredevil, John Favreau. Uh, that could even be a nominee for the Easter egg award. But um, yeah, I as a Daredevil fan, we all know I love the show. And I just I think him showing up was just an incredible confirmation of of the rumor. That was the one little spoiler I saw, like, right before oh. the movie that was ruined. But like I said, I knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I just was, like, had a feeling, like, Matt had to show up in this movie. Um, Bad, what's your nom? Yeah, you know, uh, the both of you kind of took my two big ones. Because, uh, like Kyle said, the Matt Murdock thing, I think it was right when the movie first started. Uh, getting into production someone leaked the photo of uh of the white of the shirt mm. of the famous matt murdoch shirt <laughs> and then they came out with the um i think there was a different trailer or something with someone else wearing the shirt yep. so they're like aha see uh -oh. it's not matt murdoch it's some random dude who's his lawyer <laughs> see it's totally not charlie cox's matt murdoch in this movie it's mm -hmm. 
Joe Smo over here. <laughs> no one so believed that. that. <laughs> no one believed that. <laughs> uh, Aunt May was surprising. I that was going to be my first pick actually, but I was more not shocked that she died. I will obviously I was shocked that she died, but I was kind of more shocked that it wasn't happy mm. that got murdered here. Yeah. Just because, uh, well, I maybe we'll talk about it later, but just a quick thing. They they kind of did their best to erase Spider-Man from the MCU. Some kind of when they started doing that and I, you kind of started realizing, realizing it, you're like, oh, does this mean that happy is going to be the one to to die here? Because if you're getting rid of all of his basic MCU ties, like the last one is kind of happy. Because he's the last one that connects into Iron Man. So that's why I was like, ooh, is he the one that gets killed? Like, nope, it's still Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my backup to backup pick would probably be... Probably be Andrew's Spider-Man saving MJ. I wasn't sure that it was going to be Andrew's Spider-Man. I thought that we were going to get... Maybe Peter being the one to save his MJ and then maybe Andrew kind of looking and, you know, kind of like proud older Spider-Man like, God damn it, he did it. He, he did it. He saved his MJ. Like, nope, it's going to be Andrew. He's saving MJ. He's doing it. Yeah. All right. Those, those, are, those are three good ones. And I mean, I, I you know, I respect that that's nommed again because it's such a great scene. Such a great little moment. Uh just everything in Andrew's face is, is it is everything, you know. Um, my vote, I think I'm gonna go with Matt Murdock showing up. It was just so simple, like it was just right, like oh yeah, look, oh it's Matt, and just like I just like raised my arms up when I when I saw that it happened, um, and it just they showed us just enough and just like a little fact, like him catching that thing, about to hit Peter in the head. You know, like Peter was about to grab. He's like, how did you do that? <laughs> um, and even though that I knew that it was going to happen, like it was still a great little shock, like wh- how it happened. And it was just fun. Um, Cause if I didn't know, I like, if I hadn't seen the spoiler, I would have been even more like, you know, su- super happy. And uh, this one's for you, Kyle. So <laughs> what's your, what's your nom? What's your vote? Kyle? Yeah. I got to stay on brand. I mean, it's, it's, it's daredevil. Uh, if, if someone had told me, I'm glad no one did tell me to spoil me, but if someone had told me that, Hey, guess what? Toby Maguire, Spider-Man and Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock are going to be in the same movie. I would have been like, well, fuck you. You're trying to kill me. Um, and it happened. And I just can't, I can't believe it. I, 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 Charlie Cox is up there as far as perfectly cast Marvel roles for me. And, He's just like I said, it's it's so simple. It's all you need. I honestly I remember my roommate in New Orleans a while ago when this was first announced, he was theorizing that we were going to get a whole side plot of like Matt defending him, but Daredevil hunting him down. And I was like, oh, that would be kind of intriguing. I'm glad that's not what we got, because that would be a very different movie. We got the movie we needed to get. But I, I just love that he shows up and it is confirmation like this character 
Marvel knows what they're doing. So they, whether it's he appears on Echo next or, you know, he could show up on She-Hulk. What with the that being like a half hour law comedy or legal comedy, you know, he could show up on that. Um, I'm just so excited to see how they use him going forward. So I got I got to vote for that as well. All right. Thad, is it a sweep? We'll do it for Kyle. We'll make it a sweep. <laughs> We're doing this for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we have it. Let's move on. And the Effie goes to... Matt Murdock is a really good lawyer. And now the nominees for the Peter Parker Award. Yes, the Peter Parker Award. Our valedictorian award for best performance in this movie. There were a lot, a lot of different ways you can go. Thad, what's your nom? Well, uh, I think there's two favorites to this award. And uh, I mentioned it earlier that I think this is the first movie of the Spider-Man trilogy where they kind of realized that or they remembered, oh, yeah, Marissa Tomei is an Oscar winner. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, we did again. We mentioned it earlier. She really does carry a lot of the emotional weight in the movie. So I am going to nominate Marissa Tomei and Aunt May. Wow. For nice. best performance. Like it. All the love for Marissa Tomei. I'm here for it. Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, this is the Peter Parker Award. And like my three nominations would be just Peter, Peter, Peter. Um, but I'm going to go with Peter three or as he says it, Peter three. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Um, I just I. This is more a pick behind the scenes than it is in front of the camera because I was just thrilled for Andrew finally getting the movie he deserved as Peter Parker. You know, I actually, I really like the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. I think it's a very underrated movie. I think he's really great in it. He's even very good in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's just a very disappointing movie in general. Um, But he clearly wanted to do more and that just didn't work out. And so getting to see both his Peter get the redemption with saving MJ and Andrew getting their redemption playing Peter again. And also they did such a good job of like, not, I know people are, people are clamoring for another movie with him and like wanting to see basically what he says of like the story of him kind of going over overboard and stops pulling his punches and all of that. I think that would be cool, but honestly I am okay if we don't, because they did just enough to kind of let us fill in the blanks of what happened to him after Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, he lost Gwen, and he kind of grew bitter, and he grew angry. And, like, the way that Andrew delivers that is just so fucking good. And I remember the moment when he shows up is just an all-time moment in a comic book movie. Because he's just, you know that's not Tom, but you're like, is that Toby? Is that Andrew? Fucking, is it Jake Johnson? Like, you really just have no clue who it's going to be. And then he pops up, and as soon as the the Nana starts freaking out, he's like, whoa, 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 I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, yep, that's that's Andrew. <laughs> uh, and I love, you know, MJ trying to, like, prove that he's Spider-Man and then, like, crawling across the roof and getting the cobweb. <laughs> it's just great. Um, even down to, like, like I mentioned before, the interactions between him and Toby when they're, like, and he's cracking, <laughs> cracking his back, and that stuff is just fantastic. It's just... I, I've always really liked Andrew as as Peter, and I think that he he plays like the sarcastic side of Peter really well, and like kind of the edgy side of Peter really well, and he definitely brought that, but with a real like vulnerability as well. 
And like you said, like the honestly, I'm gonna spoil my nominee for later, but the best moment of this movie is him saving MJ. I just I have to say, like he it's just such a great moment, whether you've even whether you've seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 or not, even if you haven't seen that movie, you get the gist that this means a lot to this character, him saving her. And then just like the way he uh, like Damon mentioned earlier, I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to start crying. It's just so good. It's just him saving her is just so good. And so, yeah, it's it's Andrew for me. He's definitely my my nom. All right. Good. I'm glad he got on for one because he he it was worth it. He, he was just so great. He's a bright light in that movie. It, so so charismatic easily the most charismatic of the of the three peters um speaking of the three peters let's talk about peter one my peter tom holland as peter parker i think um he was my favorite um but he was definitely playing a different type of peter parker than the other two um and i really i really like what you said earlier kyle that this was his origin story he wasn't the Peter that we had known really because he wasn't at that point yet. He was still growing. He was still learning. He was pretty much still in his pre, like his pre Spider-Man days. Like he, you know, uh, it just so happened that he had, you know, Tony Stark helping him out before he was, it all happened. Um, but this, like everything he did in this one, I just, it really to me spoke like Spider-Man. He was quick and funny. He was always looking out for his friends and everybody. I just loved like pretty much the whole tagline of the movie was like it's it's what we do, you know. It's, it's what we do. It's what we do. Like it's just it is what they do. Like, like you said, it was a little ham-fisted what he said at Homecoming or in Civil War rather. But like you know, like his whole thing is like if I have this this power and ability and I don't do anything and people get hurt, like you know that's on me. And it's just like of course he would think like that. It's just what he's always been. Peter Parker is someone who can't just sit by and see people get hurt. If he can help him, he's going to help him. And that's literally what the point of this movie is. He's he's these villains from these other universes are there. And all he's got to do is just send them back to to die. But he, he can't. He Aunt May had to show him, point prod him a little in the right direction, but he realizes he can't do that because he has the ability to help them, and he does. It, like, it kind of falls flat, you know, in his face and it <laughs> flounders, but eventually he gets there, and he just doesn't give up. Um, and I think Tom Holland just really showed, like, just did a really, really great performance with that. Like, he, he gave us the emotion. He gave us, like, everything with him and Zendaya. Of course, I mean, the fact that they are together plays a part in that chemistry, but their chemistry is, I, it's still there. Their chemistry so in that movie is so good. Him and Ned, I I would argue, have just as much chemistry. <laughs> like, those three together even play so well together. I mean, obviously, they they seem like really, really good friends in real life. All the all three of them. They've been doing this since 26, 7, 20, 2017 was yeah. Homecoming, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they've, they've been growing up together. Um, and he he's you know i don't think he's seen as even more believable in fighting scenes as he's seen in this movie like he's he's finally got the body like have we seen a more swole peter parker yeah like he drops those <laughs> pants with mj and he's just like dang like he's cut. <laughs> <laughs> that scene by the way <laughs> was like it's not what it looks like <laughs> It's like happy. Are you crying? Oh, uh, make her go. 
<laughs> it was a lot. It was great. Um, and then Tom with with Aunt May with all those scenes, I thought worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then he was able to just show his ass get, getting beat by Green Goblin, and then how angry he was towards the end, and just like showing us just how over it he was, and like. Like it's like wow, like yeah, he's ready to just straight up kill Goblin. Like, I just think maybe not the best performance, just because I feel like Andrew Garfield is a better actor by all means. But it, but this performance was, I think it was the best performance Tom Holland could have given us. I think it was the best performance anyone could have given us as this Peter Parker. I couldn't have asked for more. It was just, it was so good. Him with all the other uh, Spider Men. Like those three together, every scene they had was my favorite moment of the movie. Yeah. Like, I needed an entire series with just those three. Okay, um, yeah. So had to give love to Peter One. All right. So we have an Oscar winner. We have a possible future Oscar winner. Um, and yeah, I I'm locking it in now. Andrew's winning for Tick Tick Boom. It's gonna happen. And then we have a guy who is like arguably the hottest up and coming or like just hottest young uh action star right now like he's trending so hard he's got uncharted coming out um maybe three more spider-man movies i don't he apparently he doesn't even know or maybe he's just pulling our chain i'm not really yeah. sure yeah i don't even think they would tell him if he signed it <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably spoil it that's true hey like, i'm we'll, proud of we'll him know when we need i'm proud know. of him this time around because i don't I don't know if anyone else saw it. But I don't think he said a word about this movie. He did a great he job. He didn't this say time. anything. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he just like didn't say anything about the movie. I I, I feel like he just side skirted all of that. <laughs> he did a damn good job because he knew he would get shot <laughs> around. Um, this is a tough one. Um, Thad, what's your vote for valedictorian? Oof. Uh, you know I'm I actually thought that. Someone was going to nominate Willem Dafoe, so shouts to Willem Dafoe that for was, his yeah. performance. That was another choice, personally. He was incredible. Yeah. yeah, but he can't win everything because he probably would win everything because of that performance. But, uh, oof, dang, I do really love Andrew Garfield. Just kind of showing us that out of the three of them, he may be the best Spider-Man. Yes. He, yeah. You know how there's the, the argument with the uh, with all the Batmans like uh like Keaton is maybe the best Batman but uh Val Kilmer is the best Bruce. You know how there's some some arguments like that. Like I think right now if you had to rank them like Andrew Garfield's probably the best Spider-Man and yeah. Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. Right. So, you can dig that. And Toby's really good as both, I'd say. Yeah, he's a good median in between both of them. Ooh, uh, I I guess I'll go with Marissa Tomei just because of how much the story relies on that emotional beat of her getting got. Yeah. But Andrew's performance is really close. Yeah, she's... Yeah. She's really the emotional core of the movie, even before she dies, because she is the person who is like the moral compass for Peter and tells him you have to help these people. So yeah, 
I'm glad you mentioned her because I, I knew I wasn't because of between the three Peters, I probably wasn't going to nominate her, but I'm glad she's getting a vote. I, man, I also want to, for anyone listening, now you know that I'm not always biased because I didn't even vote for Toby. I didn't even mention him, but I loved, I, I loved Toby in this. I, what I, I just really want to tangent real quick. I love that these, him and Andrew, they were not the MCU's take on their characters. Like, their delivery and their lines were so true to their version. Like, Toby, his line delivery was so earnest and so, I'm an old man. <laughs> like, when he shows up and he's like, sorry, I came through this portal back, and it's, like, not there. It's just so goofy, and, like, this is an old man Peter. Yeah, and he's stretching before the fight. <laughs> That's a great callback to the my back from Spider-Man yeah. 2, yeah. Um but I'm I'm gonna vote for for Andrew just because I think he, like I said, he, he this was his second chance at playing Peter again and getting a full story for his character, getting that moment of redemption and saving MJ. And honestly, like I'm optimistic. I don't know if it's another Amazing Spider-Man, but I don't think this is the last time we see Andrew as Peter. I think because of the reaction, because like what I'm seeing so far is like basically worldwide acclaim for his his appearance in this movie so i think marvel would be kind of stupid not to do something with him now whether that's another tom holland movie or you know another i've even seen people theorize i'm kind of okay with this maybe he's the peter parker in tom hardy's universe they just haven't come across each other yet i think that's a little far-fetched because like again that begs the question of why venom showed up in this universe at all so it's kind of a slippery slope, but I would be down for that because I admittedly do like the Venom movies as stupid as they are. Um, but I think they would be very improved if Andrew was in them and we got to see their them kind of face off. But all that being said, I love all of these noms. I love all these picks, um, but I, I have to go with Andrew. He's just so good. I will vote for Andrew for the to win. Um I am perfectly okay with that because, like I said, I think Andrew was, like, he really was the best performance for everything he did in the movie. was just great. And he showed everyone what he, what anyone who actually paid attention to what he did in, in his movies, like, already knew. Like, I remember watching that movie, the first Amazing Spider-Man, being like, I am so ready for his trilogy. I was <laughs> like, I was so ready for it. And that's why I was so disappointed when Spider Amazing Spider-Man 2 happened. Because I was like, like, I was trying to tell myself, like, uh, I still like it. Like, because there, there's our, there are great parts. And, like, I mean, Andrew and Emma were amazing in it. Yeah. Like, still the best parts of those movies. And I wanted to see more, but I was like, eh, I didn't see. I was like, I don't want to see that rhino, though. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. I think it was for the best, but he really like Andrew, even then people were kind of like, Hey, he, you know, he's, he's too hot to do it. Or like, he's just, he doesn't seem like a nerd. It's like, well, no, but he still plays that awk. Like he played awkward babbling, like never knowing what to say, Peter Parker so well. And then when he got the suit on, he was just wise cracking. Like, absolutely love the scene where he put the dude against the wall. He's like, Oh, it's <laughs> He's he, he was the Spider-Man like that says he he really is even before this movie, I think, was the best Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And just so he could show what he could do to everybody again, just remind them, hey, like 
I was great. I just had I had a very flawed second movie, you know, and Toby had a flawed third movie. It it happens. Right. Um Tom, thankfully with their help, had the best third movie, an amazing movie. So I'm I I'm I love giving Andrew this W. He deserves it. And I can't wait to see what he does next. Uh whether it's as Spider Man or who knows, maybe he gets to be another superhero in the MCU, you know, like that looks like uh, that that guy. So we'll see. And the Effie goes to Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, aka Peter Three. And now the nominees for the What's Up Danger Award. What's up, Danger? It is the What's Up Danger Award, uh, otherwise known as the best memory. What we do for every Effies. This is the best scene or moment. Of this movie, Kyle, you've already told us your your nom. What is your nom? I I have, and now I feel stupid. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I okay. just remembered that it was my second. Um, I I love the Peter saving MJ. I'm actually gonna vote for Tom meeting Toby and Andrew. Or sorry, oh, I'm gonna no, nominate. Swerve. Yeah, I'm gonna swerve. Um, <laughs> sorry for fake spoiling. But yeah, Tom meeting Toby and Andrew. First of all, the scene begins with I think there were moments that people are going to talk about like, oh, I cried at this moment. I cried at this moment. I think one of the low key it's yes, it's him sitting there and then MJ and Ned coming over and just hugging him. And it like lingers on that on them just and also that they're crying with him because they also loved May. That shit broke me. Uh, and then, you know, they're like, someone's here to meet you. And I, I also love, I low-key love MJ's performance in this scene. When she keeps pulling the box away from him, she's like, no, you have to hear what they have to say. Like, that That was powerful. Um, but yeah, Tom meeting Toby and Andrew, it was what I was waiting for from the beginning of this movie. You know, I wanted to see it. And it also, I love that it was not... Going into the movie, I fully expected, I was like, I'm going to, I had MJ's mantra. I was like, expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed. I was like, you know, T- Toby and Andrew are going to show up for like two scenes and then they're going to peace out. But I love that they're in this movie because they have to teach Tom that lesson. He would not have learned that lesson from anyone else. It had to be uh, Peter 2 and Peter 3. And so them showing up and teaching him that like they have also experienced that loss and that defining moment of basically failure. And you know, you get, like I mentioned, Andrew kind of filling in the story of what happens after Amazing Spider-Man 2 of him becoming bitter and and kind of stops pulling his punches. And you get Toby talking about, uh, you know, the guilt that he felt after Ben dying and him having to grapple with that. And it's just this moment like I we've said this quite a few times already, but just being a Spider-Man fan and being a comic book fan, you dream about moments like this, getting to see these great actors who play your favorite superhero meet each other. And it's just, it's a really beautiful moment. Like it's just, I showed Damon and Thad before the podcast. It's not in this scene, but my new, this is so fucking corny. My phone, my phone screen background is now uh, Andrew and Toby, like with their arms around each other. Cause it's just like, Holy fuck. Did I never imagine I would ever see that in my life? Um, yeah. So this, this scene where the three of them meet is just, it's, it's, Probably one of my favorite scenes in a comic book movie ever, honestly. It's just, it's incredible, beginning to end. That's, oh man. That's a great one. Dad, what's your nom? 
my nomination is the one that made uh, young Thad, the Spider-Man comic book reader, just nerd out. And <laughs> it's in the middle of or right at the beginning of the uh, the battle on top of the shield. And all three of them land and they do the, uh, you know, the superhero landing and they all land posers. and they get up together. Yeah, you're such posers. <laughs> and, and that moment where they all land, they're doing the Spider-Man pose and they get kind of like get up together. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm here to see. <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite moment. That's a great one. Um. So this one definitely is a little, it's definitely low-key. It's very chill, um, very understated, but I just feel like this movie ended perfectly. Peter goes to see MJ after, you know, he's like practicing his lines, like, hey, it's I'm Peter Parker. It's like, you know, like, I want to tell you who I am, even though you don't know me, and like, he sees her and like, Decides not to say anything, sees Ned, sees how happy they are, and just doesn't, decides not to, just makes the decision. Um, I don't, like, just to be, like, try to put myself in that his shoes, it's, like, unfathomable, like, to think of what I would be, like, I would do, and, like, but, like, to say I wouldn't tell the two people, like, I, that means the most to me, that, like, I'm here, and, like, we can, you know, be friends again. It's like, he doesn't. He moves on. He he thinks this is what's best for him. And this really is, like, the beginning of Spider-Man because that's a very big part of Spider-Man is not telling people who he is because people get hurt. And I think this was the whole trilogy lesson of, of what he got out of it was, like, maybe to hold people a little bit farther away. Maybe he's going to be a little bit more of a protective uh secretive spider-man going forward which i definitely think he will be um but i don't know it's just something about that and then going to his apartment and just like look which was terrible looking it was just hard and just like ready to start over in just like this next chapter like i don't know it like i don't think i don't see this winning but i just i wanted to mention it i just felt like it was a really really simple but meaningful and very important ending and uh, really sets up where we're going. So that's my nom. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Damon is a huge fan of thrift shop sewing machines. So that's the reason why he's made this as big. I mean, seeing the suit, seeing his new suit was great. Yeah. I was going to say, can we talk about that suit? Because holy fucking shit, that suit is incredible. Uh, I love that it's like pieces of Andrew and Toby, Mm -hmm. and it's also like a a very comic accurate suit, but it's homemade. So no one can make, myself included, no one can make the Iron Man complaints anymore. Like it's not a Stark suit. It is a homemade Spider-Man suit. It's just, Damon, I'm actually really glad this is your nominee because it is, it's a pretty perfect ending. Like this is the I also have to I haven't mentioned this, and I, I think Michael Giacchino's score in this movie is on another fucking level. Like, it, specifically, yeah, yeah. Kyle, wow, that, wow. I was like, I'm, I feel like Kyle right now. Like, this music is just hitting me. I love him in general. He, he does, like, the Incredibles movies, and he does a lot of Pixar. Um, 
I actually thought I don't like his Doctor Strange score, but the way he factored in Doctor Strange's music to when like when Peter's going to see the Sanctum Santorum and that music comes in is really cool. But yeah, the music that's playing when he is like basically becoming the classic Spider-Man just gave me absolutely. It actually reminded me of the PS4 game, the way it begins. Like when it begins in that long shot in his apartment, I was like, man, I'm going to go home and play that because it's a great transition moment. Of course, you still have Aunt May in that, but <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, um, but I'm glad you mentioned it um, because it is kind of this perfect setup. I don't know if we're going to get more. I'm I'm assuming we will because, like, come on. I mean, everyone loves Tom Holland. Uh, so I'm actually really excited about more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, which I would never expect to happen. Like, I am so thrilled to just be on board for his his upcoming movies so that's a great great moment and then the other these both damon's and thad's nominees are like classic spider-man like chills moments right like you have peter becoming the classic spider-man and you also have the three spider-men just like in action together you needed the beginning of that battle for them to like kind of fail and then get in sync. And then once they're swinging together and they land, yeah, that landing is just like, that is, uh, it's beautiful stuff. Um, so I'm really fucking torn. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say is like, all of these are just so good. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to vote for them swinging in together. I, I got to vote for, for Thad's. It is such a small moment and just this, this very, very quick moment. But it's like, I pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone watching the movie was waiting for that to happen. Like, as soon as Ta or uh, Toby and Andrew showed up through the portals, they were like, oh, there's going to be a moment in this movie where they're all, all fighting together and it's going to be a thing of beauty. And we even see them be tricky in the trailer with <laughs> Lizard getting <laughs> <laughs> punched by, by air. Uh, we see it. So the confirmation of them fighting together and then that landing is just chill inducing so i gotta vote for that thad what's your vote yeah i don't i don't think uh the little kid version of me would could forgive myself if i didn't vote for the the three spider-men just that landing after the swing that's my vote little kid Thad would not forgive me <laughs> yeah spider-man three on the the head of lady liberty is a is a clean sweep that's a W. Just a great cap on one of the best fight scenes. Great climax. It was so cool. Like it, like the scene itself was like what maybe two, maybe two seconds, and then they were, you know, they were moving. But it was just, it was beautiful. Just that that screenshot was. It'll be everywhere and over the internet in a couple of days. So. Yeah. And the FE goes to the Spider-Man's swing into action. And now the nominees for the Great Expectations Award. All right, final award of the night, Great Expectations. This is basically our biggest uh, speculation, what, what we think we're excited to see next. You know, a lot of open doors to what could happen next with the post credit scenes, both of them. Um, yeah, so kick us off, Damon. What is your nominee for the Great Expectations Award? <sighs> Hmm. There's a couple questions and and like thoughts I want to go with, but the main one is are who are we are we getting 
more classic Spidey people. Are we getting Felicia Hardy? Are we getting a black cat maybe? Finally, please. Please give me a live action black cat. <laughs> maybe we get another Gwen. Can we get Harry? Can we just get introduction to more more iconic Spider-Man people? You know, maybe we meet J. Jonah Jonah's uh, son in college. Yeah. Um, maybe Flash comes to college and we get more Flash. Like I said, maybe maybe Flash and Peter become friends in college, you know? I would love to see that. I just want to, like, really, I just want to see what is Peter's college life going to be like and is it going to be tied to his, to the iconic spider people, to the, his gallery of friends and, and what have you. All right, that's a great nom. Uh, Thad, what is, what is your nominee for Great Expectations? Oh boy, I I have like a list of eleven. <laughs> so, um, let's see. I, I guess the big one, uh, Damon briefly mentioned it. I think they. I think that was a big enough hint to think that, uh, for all you Ned lovers, I think we're getting Hobgoblin in a yep. future movie. That was. That was way too specific for it to not. <laughs> come back in some way for him he to said actually it. grow up to he, to try and murder him he said he wouldn't do it okay and i i respect i that, think ned says it that, and he's not gonna go against it that was before he forgot who peter is though that's the thing you're right <laughs> yeah i mean like i I'm glad you're nominating it because it is a great question. I, I would be happy either way because if it if it doesn't happen, it would still be one of the greatest jokes of the movie because it's done so well. Like it, especially like I mentioned, Toby's delivery is so earnest. So the way he's like, he died in my in arms. arms. It was very tragic. And Ned's <laughs> like, okay. And I, I, the second time I didn't catch it, but I, the second time, Andrew even goes. <laughs> to Ned, <laughs> he's like whispers, "Dude, it's the funniest." Thing. Um, Honestly, the best moments of the movie were just share, just like learn the everyone learning about each other's lives, <laughs> like just all the sharing. Was Does that so come good. out of you? That web. <laughs> so, what's some of the craziest villains you've ever faced? Well, you've met some of them. I fought a, a, a purple alien in space. I wish I fought an alien. I'm coming back to the... You fought an alien in space? <laughs> so good. Uh, All right. Uh, what's your nom for this one? Yeah, Hobgoblin is great. Classic Spidey characters are great. My question, and this is maybe... I hope it's not... I hope it's different enough from Damon's to count, but not as much just classic Spidey characters, but are we going to see more variants in this MCU timeline? Because... We're led to believe that, I mean, Doctor Strange closes that gap, but we saw at the beginning of the movie, he closed the spell pretty early, and yet f five villains made it in. So I think with it being open that long and us seeing, I know it's been confirmed, basically confirmed, that one of the figures is basically a rhino. So there's a rhino out there. I'm pretty sure there was a craven in there, like... It's possible that there are just a bunch of variants of Spider-Man villains that are now in this universe. And it's kind of like a two-sided thing because I would love that, but I also think that negates the ending of the movie because 
he just made this big sacrifice where no one knows who he is. And then we're going to have a bunch of villains and know who he is. Like it kind of is a two sided thing. So I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. I don't think, I mean, this is the MCU. Everything they do is super deliberate. They wouldn't have shown very defined figures in that, like that gap, if not to pay that off. Like, I think if they were just going to do something like that, they would have just like, focused on strange or whatever. But the fact that we see silhouettes of, you know, possible Spider-Man villains, like Damon said, I personally would love to see a black cat. I think she's a great character. Um, we didn't get it with, you know, uh, Felicity Jones and the amazing movies, which would have been incredible. Um, so I would love if that happened. I think that's a great dynamic. I think that's a actually a great way to bring MJ back in if they want to bring Zendaya back in, like have Spider-Man be involved with Black Cat, but Peter start to be involved with MJ again and kind of have that back and forth. Um, but I'm just curious to see, are we going to get more Spider-Man villains this way? Because they kind of shot themselves in the foot with Green Goblin. Like they, they gave us the perfect Green Goblin. And now if they want to do another one, I'm sure he'll be great. I'm sure there's plenty of actors who could play Norman, but no one's going to top Willem. So Let's see what they do with other villains. They they showed us a bunch of silhouettes. Let's see if they bring in a Craven, if they, if they bring in a Rhino, if they bring in a Black Cat. So I'm really intrigued by that. I, I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh my oh, god! No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love hearing the idea that this was going to be a Craven movie, maybe, and if like the multiverse stuff didn't like work out, mm-hmm. I'm like that would have been interesting. But I'm so yeah. happy we got this. Um, right. Yeah, I like I like that one. I will say I think. Maybe the variant stuff will be not be, be fixed, but maybe wrapped up by the time we get to another Spider-Man movie. Um, who's who's to say when that like they're planning it? So they'll have to figure out when they want to fit it in and where it fits in. It could be in this could be in the next phase. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot of quick turnarounds sometimes. Sometimes it takes them way too long. Um, we'll see. Those are three really good ones. Um I'm going to stick with mine, though, just because I I won't have Goblin to happen. I just don't know if we're even going to get Ned again. I, I really am kind of worried that, I don't know, I, I do think we will, but I think it's going to be at least one movie separated. I think we're going to get at least one movie where not even an MJ and Ned mention, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, this is him learning new stuff, getting a life, and then maybe mid uh, uh, mid movie five he's like at a party or something and runs into them or something like that and it all changes who knows um right. i would i would love to see him be his hobgoblin and that'd be a way for us to get a goblin without having to retread the green goblin right um but i just i i, I want to see all these other characters and how the mcu is going to do them i mean we already saw you know betty and, and ned and mj and how how little different spins they did on them and flash I just want to see, you know, how they do Black Cat and Felicia and everybody. And yeah, I'm just really excited. I, I love all Spider-Man characters. I love Spider-Man. Give me all of them, you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's my vote. Dad, what's yours? Ooh, uh, see, I'm torn because I do really love my pick. I do love your pick because I do love the the idea of college days, Peter. Like, there's so many things we can get from that. Like, do we get, uh, you know, like, do we get Kirk Connors as the replacement, uh, like, the father figure replacement? Right. And he already or knows. the parental replacement. 
He already knows he turns into a lizard. That's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, he's going to be like, I don't trust you, man. <laughs> wait, 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 you said your name was Harry what? Harry Osborne? <laughs> Red flag. Like, he hears Kill Barrett Bill Sirens. <laughs> Say, Peter, you there? I said, did you want to go go chill and hang out? No, uh, I think I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, like, do so, we so, get um, do we get Bobby Drake as his roommate? Oh, that would be incredible. Whoa, if that was how they gave us mutants. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or honestly, Fantastic <sighs> Four. Like, make him be friends with Johnny, you know? Johnny and Bobby. Johnny, That's Bobby, the, and Peter. The new the amazing friends. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I need that. That's my point. That's my, my, I'm changing my phone. <laughs> well, Thad, what's your, what's your vote? Uh, you know what? I'll go with the, I'll go with college days. Okay. Yeah. I, all three of these are so good because, like, there's just so much potential that's what I love. Like, I'm so happy with the way this movie ended because I'm so excited for what they're doing next. Like you guys just mentioned, college, college Spider-Man, I think, is just peak Spider-Man. That's when you get all the interesting stuff. I know that they, with this these last three movies, they wanted to do kind of a John Hughes throwback and, like, his high school days. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I think that now is when we get the real, like, this, the, the defining Spidey moments. Um, I just think that, like, because of the way they've already developed some of these characters, like especially with Flash, Damon has mentioned a couple times, Flash could be a friend of his. This kind of goes hand in hand with Flash kind of maybe being a friend of his and with the Tom Hardy scene with that symbiote being left behind. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get an Agent Venom with Flash, mm-hmm. you know, like I would I would be so in for that. Um, and I'm, I'm just really intrigued. Also, this is now. I have enjoyed Spider-Man being in Avengers movies. I have enjoyed be, you know, him being in Infinity War and, and Civil War and all that. But now this is a Spider-Man. I don't know if he's still an Avenger. I don't really know how that works. Like, they don't know Peter, but maybe he's, like, it just a mask. Yeah, which is still kind of strange because in the MCU, no one has a secret identity. So I just think that would be interesting. Um, but... Now this is more a Spider-Man who I don't imagine will be interacting a whole lot with Avengers going forward. I think he's going to be more street level, probably will interact with maybe Daredevil now that that's been set up. But like, you know, the the possibilities are endless. So I'm going to vote for Damon's because I think it was honestly what I was trying to get at with mine. But like, it's more eloquently put. It's just like college Spider-Man is now it's it's like a hard reset. And now he can interact with, you know, Betty Brown. He can interact with Black Cat. And basically, the, the sky is the limit for what they can do with the character going forward. So I'm going to vote for that, that one as well. All right. That's the winner. And the Effie goes to... Peter Parker college years and the iconic Spider-Man characters that will be coming in the future. All right, y'all. So just uh, let's go with finish out with some closing thoughts. Anything that you didn't get to say any awards just any scenes or peak actors you want to mention that didn't get shout outs I'll, I'll just go ahead and start i think zendaya was amazing um i almost voted for her in wallflower and for her valedictorian just because like she was so good like 
real like she was very important. Like so many times, MJ is a part of Peter Parker life. It's it's Peter Parker. She's all up in the Spider Man stuff in this. Like, and of course, it's all intertwined right now and everything. It's messy, but like I just love that. And she was she was just like telling these supervillains and Doctor Strange, like, hey, chill out. Hey, like Doctor <laughs> Strange, uh, please is a word. Okay. <laughs> like thank you and just like just she she like and then oh when they when peter stole the box she's like go and she's like i got you <laughs> she just throws her arms out like a guard it's like just ready to block anybody she is a ride or die for peter and just like zendaya is such a talented actress i think she's getting just better and better just like accelerating uh, and everything she does, um, she makes really great choices. Um, I'm very excited for Euphoria. I just think her MJ is just, it's a different kind of MJ than we've gotten, but it's its very realized. It's very fleshed out. It's She's kind of the cynical, smart, sarcastic, uh, you know, girl who's, you know, we see in this movie who's always kind of been set up for, ready for disappointment, you know, and just to see that kind of play out and how that goes out. And just her relationship with Peter, just seeing that grow from the three movies into what it is to to the point to where we're just really sad that they, you know, they are not together anymore. And are we going to see her uh, again? And what's going to happen with MJ? You know, MJ was always my favorite. I've always I've always loved Gwen and Felicia, but MJ is, you know, is my number one for for them. Um, but I'm excited to see where that goes. And Zendaya. I just I, I wanted to give my props out to her. She was really, really good. And hopefully it's not the last we see of her in the MCU. Yep. And this movie just was amazing. And we I think we are just gonna go up from here. Maybe movies that won't be as like just full on absurdity, just you know, hitting for hitting five home runs and, and one movie kind mm-hmm. of swings. But they'll be good, really consistent, awesome Spider-Man movies. So I'm ex- so excited from here on out. Whether we get Tom back or not, I'm very confident in what they're going to be doing going forward. So, Dad, what are your final thoughts on No Way Home? Well, going from what you were talking about with college days and, uh, you know, Felicia Hardy and, you know, because we know we're getting Morbius, so which is weird because that Michael Morbius is not going to be the same age as tom holland and and everyone else so not sure how yeah. that's gonna work we don't even know what universe he's but, in he doesn't I even i don't know think they know <laughs> 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 but you know my immediate brain was like well if they do do felicia hardy who who would they cast and then you mentioned euphoria and then my brain immediately went like sydney sweeney Ooh, yeah she would be great yeah, I like I that. that. And then let's see. Uh, I mean, the black goop with the symbiote. I mean, we have to be. Are we getting the black suit Spider-Man? Like he's got a lot of rage now built up. Yeah. Are we going to see uh, Peter Parker just letting the rage out a little bit? And for his freshman year he's... in college would be pretty awesome to have the black suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like going and killing people in beer pong, just <laughs> sinking cups. He's the he's the big man on gas. 
uh, that, and then honestly, my that's last... perfect because that's their oh so i'm sorry that good no go ahead go go i just i feel like that's their their answer to even though i agree with them and i think spider-man 3 is underrated that's their kind of fuck you to he's not going to be strutting the street dancing you know he's going to be beating people in beer pong and being an asshole to people mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my last thought was uh what's something that you you reminded me of with uh with ned being able to use the sling ring it's like are we teasing a strange academy <gasps> yes that's oh what you were talking about earlier God. yes yeah oh wow i've never thought about that that's wow yeah that's i'm in on that <laughs> strange and wong in with ned and like a couple <laughs> other like young wizards in training would be so fun hell yeah yep because he didn't that. seem upset that that he was able to to use those portals. He's like, "You came up with these portals, uh huh, by yourself, uh huh." And he just kind of nodded at him and walked off. Like, we're gonna talk about this later. I think <laughs> <laughs> he like mentions it to Wong a couple weeks later because he yeah. doesn't remember anything about what like what does he even remember actually happened? Because like I did this spell for. Spider-Man, but I don't know. I guess he has to be like, I guess I knew who Spider-Man was, but I don't anymore. Does he even remember that? I'm very kind of confused about that aspect. Yeah, how does this the logistics spell work of the exactly? Spell. Yeah. It's magic, it's also, is what I'm going to say. It's also, like, very, very, like, semantic kind of stuff. Like, MJ having, like, a bunch of drawings of Peter in a room. <laughs> now she's who like, is this guy? who the fuck is this? Is that what she thought when she saw him? Like, that's the dude in my drawings. <laughs> oh, man. Did yeah, we just there's... create, like, MJ, like, the starving New York artist, just, like, dreaming of someone, and then it's like, it's my muse. He just walked into my coffee shop. <laughs> I see him in my dreams. <laughs> All I can see is is a version of the Take On Me video with Peter and NJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm seeing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just them in little black and white sketches. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That Strange Academy is great. Um, yeah. Any any other? Did you have any any last thoughts to say on that, or is, was that your uh, exclamation point? That because no, I love that. Oh, and uh, shouts to to Ned for somehow getting a Hyundai commercial. <laughs> I've seen so many Hyundai those Hyundai commercials. So many, I'm like, one, whenever a car com- like a car company gets like a TV like a movie sponsor, they just drill it into the freaking ground, just oh, yeah. over and over again. <laughs> oh, well, that was so fun. We, I'm sorry. We have not even mentioned Multiverse of Madness in the trailer. Oh my god! I, I have. Yeah. To, I'm sorry. I just. My <laughs> they dropped Dots, the trailer. They like, dropped the whole trailer. Yeah, my closing thoughts are the movie's good and go watch it. But now I want to watch it. But I, I just really want to talk about Multiverse of Madness. That trailer was so good, and I'm so intrigued. Uh, friend of the pod, Nick, said it perfectly. He's like, I had never expected to be hyped for a Doctor Strange movie, but here we are. Like, you know, because the first movie is just such a generic, boring, Iron Man light movie. And now we have the what if Doctor Strange is the villain, apparently. You know, like, I think there were rumors about Nightmare showing up and obviously Baron Mordo with his 
new haircut is <laughs> showing up, showing up, and then you have like Christine getting married to someone. But I, I am positive that's got to be some kind of like like trance sequence or dream sequence. Uh, that, and then you have Wanda, who is very poised to not be a villain. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I was. A little thrown off by that. No, I know it's a trailer, so that was their goal to like we don't know what to expect from Wanda. But I love that Strange just goes up to her and is like, I don't care about Westview. I need your help. Like I love that he's so focused on like the current matter. Um will we get Kang in this? You know, like it's just I'm very intrigued. I I love that that was the second scene because I, I knew going in there were two. And then we saw the Tom Hardy one, and I was like, okay, whatever. And actually, I'm okay with that, too. I love that that was them being like, no, you will never see Tom Hardy in these movies. Cool. <laughs> Let us just keep seeing ridiculous, stupid Venom movies in the, its own universe. I'm totally fine with that, because I love those movies. Uh, but I liked that, and then I was like, okay, there's a second one. What is it going to be? And we get a full fucking trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Like, I'm so hyped for that movie. At first, it was like, okay, it's it's him talking to Wanda. That's I'm perfectly fine. Wait, they're showing more. St- what? What's happening? This is a. I literally said out loud, like this is a trailer. <laughs> I was like, they gave us a trailer. This was is like, a trailer. We were feeding, like we were out here eating, stuffed after that movie. Oh, I okay. Y'all want to hear my prediction for Multiverse Madness? I think we get a Wanda and Strange versus Wanda and Strange tag team match. Like a variant of Wanda? Oh my god. Yes. Because they <laughs> yes, kind of at that, you know? I mean, a lot of people are theorizing that that's not like the other Wanda in the trailer that they, that they show in the Scarlet Witch garb is maybe not her, possibly. Like the one with the Darkhold. Or yeah. maybe like she, like that could be a different variant or something. Like, Or maybe, I, maybe we find out exactly what they mean by her being a Nexus being in like... Mm how how that works i don't know i that's my prediction i doubt it happens but i'm i'm going with it i'm all in on that yeah but yes that's yeah, right like that well because we know that the uh you know if they're following comic book lore you read the dark hold some bad stuff not a lot of good stuff comes from reading the dark hold yeah it's it it's literally causes madness <laughs> yeah so, yeah that's why I think a lot of people thought that she was going to be the villain of Multiverse of Madness, because at the end of WandaVision, you see her reading the Darkhold. And right. in the comics, it literally causes madness <laughs> in the reader. So it's like, uh, are they just like hitting us over the head with the hammer here? Is she actually the villain? Right. Like, what's happening here? They they tend to show their cards, but also never it be quite what they that what it, what you think it is i don't know yeah. i i'm excited like i am like i think people are about to start building the hype up for that one like real quick um once everyone really sees spider-man and sees that trailer because it's the next one they delayed it to may i think yeah is that the is first it... movie we're getting next year is multiverse of madness i believe so let me check the schedule yeah, that's right. Because like that was gonna be March, and now it's May. It was and March, and then March we're getting uh we're getting Bat Battinson. Um, I'm excited about Battinson, and we'll talk more about Battinson probably on an upcoming episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, y'all, we we won't keep you any longer. Um, we don't want to be longer than the movie. <laughs> uh, but 
this was so much fun. I love talking about this movie. It it was everything it needed to be. And I just want more Spider-Man movies. Um, Across the Universe, part one, is probably going to be the next one we talk about next year. So, uh, yeah, that'll be the next episode. Y'all look for that in October. <laughs> um, Thad, thank you so much for joining us. You're a great spider person of the pod. And, yeah, you don't shoot uh, web shooters out of anything but your wrist, right? Uh, that's a little personal. <laughs> uh, and uh, Peter Three here, just letting you know. I'm so happy that if you are listening to this, I uh, hope y'all keep listening. And we got some really great episodes coming up. Kyle, what do what do we got for the people? Yeah, next week uh, caps off 2021 for us. It's been another year of Planet Fantasy. Um, so thank you all for listening. Next week we are capping off the year with our favorite TV seasons of the year. We did TV episodes last week, so next week is TV seasons. We'll be joined by our good friend Anna to close out the year. Um, and then 2022 is just full of just good stuff. Uh, Damon teased it last week, but... For a special birthday episode for him, we are going to be doing a an MCU-themed Hunger Games. Um, Thad will be back for that, as well as Anna and, and two other guests. Uh, it's going to be nuts because, I mean, the Harry Potter was different because it was like, these are all people who can do basically do the same thing. This is going to be like powers up the fucking wazoo. Uh, so it's going to be bloody. I'm sure I'll, I'll cry at some point. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of other fun stuff. We're going to be doing a hype draft to basically celebrate the things that we're most excited about from 2022. Um, we're still on our stewards of sound bullshit. So next is uh, the 80s. So expect that. Yeah, it's just going to be a fun year. So thank you all for listening. We really do. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. This is what we do.